This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. We have allowed ourselves to become so disconnected and ignorant about something that is as intimate as the food that we eat. Be prepared to grow your own for victory. God said I need somebody strong enough to clear trees and heave bales, yet gentle enough to yean lambs and wean pigs and tend the pink foamed pullets who will stop his mower for an hour to splint the broken leg of a meadowlark. So God made a farmer. I am your host, Harold Thornbro, and I am glad you're joining me. I think today what we're going to t- I want to talk about is uh, using cover crops for soil improvement. It just happens to be this time of the year when you might be thinking about planting uh, cover crops. You're harvesting uh, your, your garden right now. A, a lot of folks are in a lot of uh, different things you're harvesting. And you might be considering putting those, uh, those beds to sleep for the winter. Uh, but you might want to uh, instead plant cover crops uh, in your garden to improve the soil. So let's talk a little bit about that. First of all, that if you plant cover crops in late summer and fall, it's an affordable way to build better soil for your garden. And and here's why. Here's some of the reasons. But first, I guess I should talk about what a cover crop is. A cover crop is a crop planted in a garden bed uh, to protect the soil from erosion. It's, it helps control weeds. It helps loosen the soil. And it improves the soil by adding organic biomass. And, and depending on which cover crop you use, it may even increase the nitrogen in your soil. So it has a lot of benefits. Most garden beds can really benefit from using cover crops, uh, you know, in this late summer and into fall. Uh, they can really benefit from having those planted in the garden. Um, there are really two types of cover crops. We'll break it down a little bit more, but there really are. It's kind of three, but really only two. There's legumes and non-legumes. The legume uh, cover crops have the ability to actually fix the nitrogen uh, deficiencies in your soil. And and they're, they're a great crop to grow in beds. If you plan on uh, planting vegetables that require high nitrogen, like tomatoes, peppers, or corn, it's a great crop to, uh, to put in those uh, beds. Some of the most uh, common legume crops, cover crops, are uh, white and crimson clover, uh, hairy vetch, uh, which is one of my favorites, alfalfa, winter field bean, and winter pea. Uh, some of these crops may work better according to your particular climate, uh, what your winter temperatures are, what your soil conditions are. Um, like I said, hairy vetch is one of my favorites because of its hardiness. Uh, it also fixes, of course, the nitrogen. It's a thick foliage, which will give you plenty of organic mulch and weed control. So it's just got a lot of uh, things I like about it. Um, but a lot of people consider it invasive. And if you let it go to seed, which we'll talk a little bit about later, absolutely it can be invasive. Most of these cover crops can be invasive if you let them go to uh, to seed, or especially the legume ones. Um, non-legumes are the other kind of cover crop. And this includes things like uh, barley, buckwheat, oats, rye, wheat, um, 
rye is one of my favorites in these because it's the hardiest. It's easiest to grow. Um, some have the advantage of being extremely fast growing, which is a really good bonus, uh, which gives them the preference over others. Um, it just depends on your climate and and possibly the condition of your soil and what you're looking for. Uh, but those are some great uh, uh non-legume cover crops now in the non-legume cover crops there's also some things called drillers now the, the foliage on these usually isn't as thick they're a little lo lower lying um, but a lot of folks use them as cover crops because of the benefits to the soil if you're trying to loosen up hard compacted soil for better drainage uh, you can use cover crops like that are root vegetables like daikon radish and turnips, and this is known as biodrilling, and it really works to soften compacted soil, and as the roots decompose, it leaves open pockets in the soil for the next crop uh, to root down through. Now, what you want to do is you, you don't want to really harvest those those uh, root vegetables. You want to like cut them off at the tops when you when – you, uh, or just let them rot back because most of them aren't uh, uh, perennial. Um, don't let them go to seed. But if you're planting them late enough in the year where they're going to die back in the winter, they probably won't go to seed. But you can cut them. You can kill them by cutting them down and letting the uh, the um, biomass rest on the ground. But the leave the drillers, leave the root in the um, the radish, the turnip uh, in the ground to to basically rot back, and it will uh, it'll create these pockets in the soil. So those are some great options for uh, cover crops. But where do you get cover crop seed? Now, I like True Leaf Market. It's one of my favorites just because you can buy bulk seed at a reasonable price. There's other places you can get the seeds. But if you're looking for a place that you're like, well, where do you get these seeds? Or how do I go around and do this? How do I get started doing this? Well, you just True Leaf Market has a website. If you just Google True Leaf Market or go to the show notes and follow the link to a blog post I have on cover crops, you can find some links there as well. But uh, they've been in business for a long time, like 1970. 74 um you're doing something right if you're staying in business this, that long so i like using them for a lot of, i use them for for cover crop seed i also use them for uh like growing sprouts in my kitchen uh, they have great seeds for that too so just somebody you can look at there they're not sponsors of this of this podcast or anything so uh but yeah i really enjoy them um when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's talk a little bit about how to plant cover crops. Now, most cover crops can be planted by scratching up and leveling out the soil. And then the seeds just get broadcasted around like you would grass seed. Um, you want to slightly rough up the soil. It helps the seeds uh, settle into the soil a little better. And it can help prevent the seeds from getting eaten by the birds. Because um, that is a big issue. So a lot of times, you've noticed that if you've ever cast birds, you know, just grass seed on, on a lawn where you're trying to cover up, you almost got to cover it with straw or something just to keep the birds from tearing it up. And they will. So if you can kind of, you know, broadcast it and then kind of rough your hand around a little bit, kind of half cover the seeds up a little bit, it'll really help keep those um, the birds from picking at it. The exceptions to this rule, of course, is when you're planting root vegetables and beans as cover crops. These seeds would uh, 
take a little more time. Uh, root vegetables need to be about two inches apart and about a half inch deep and bean seeds need to be planted even further apart. So you, you do want to take a little more care in planting those kind of cover crops. So when would you want to plant your cover crops? Uh, plant your cover crops at a time when they will be able to get established and grow with some significance before the weather will prohibit the growth. Uh, usually this is about four weeks before your first frost date in, in the fall. An exception to this rule is rye, as it can be planted right up until the first frost date, and it'll still grow. Uh, the trick, of course, is to plant them soon enough for them to grow as much as possible, but not so soon that they have time to go to seed before it's time to cut them down. This is very important. Do not let your cover crops go to seed. If you go to if they go to seed, you're going to have a lot of issues. Now, how, kind of how, when, and how do you cut down the cover crops? It kind of depending on the crop you grow and the zone you're growing it in. But what is most important is again that you chop them down before they go to seed. Crops uh, that do not winter over can be cut to the ground after the first frost, and then they can just let lay as a mulch on your garden bed over the winter. Crops that overwinter should be cut at ground level in early spring before they seed. Uh, whichever one you grow, uh, just make sure you leave the roots in the ground. You don't want to just pull them up out of the ground. Cut it at the base of the plant. Um, you can use like a string trimmer to do this. Uh, you can use uh, what's called a clearing sickle. Those work really nice. They got the smaller uh, hand uh, brush clearing sickles that are really nice. You can just kind of grab the top of the plant, and just kind of hack at the bottom with this uh, with this uh, clearing sickle, and it works really really well. Uh, some people like to uh, turn the soil over, mixing the cut down crops into the soil to break down. I don't like to do that. I prefer, for one thing, it's just a lot of work, but it also it you're. I don't like to turn my soil. I, I like to keep that that uh, soil, uh, that uh, uh, food web uh, together. And when you turn your soil, it creates a problem. By laying the mulch, just dropping it, doing a chop and drop uh, mulching method, it works really well. It keeps the soil covered. It helps with the, uh, the soil moisture retention, and it helps with weed control. And you're not, again, you're not disturbing that uh, that soil food web there. Cover crops can work well for gardens of all sizes, even raised beds. I, I do it in my raised beds. Uh, the seeds can be really inexpensive if you buy them in bulk. And, you know, it can do wonders for your garden soil. I, I think that uh, what you want to do is try it. Try it on one or two beds. See what you think. I, Of course, I'm gung-ho. I go for it everywhere. But I think it's a great option. It can really do a lot to improve your soil. Just by having that biomass laying on top of it, that mulch laying on top of it, it does a lot for the soil food web. Like I said, it can even add nitrogen to your soil. It can help break up the um, the uh, the hardness of your soil if you use proper or certain kinds of um, cover crops. It's just a great option uh, for putting your beds to bed for the winter. I a lot of people just like to cover them with tarps or, or really not do anything with them, and it's not horrible options. Covering with a tarp isn't a horrible option. Leaving bare soil is a horrible option. You should put some kind of a mulch or cover it with a tarp or use cover crops, uh, something. You should do something to your garden best to prepare them for the next year. So uh, I think cover crops are a great option. It's a great permaculture option. And I think you'll find it to be a really, really beneficial way to go. There you have it, folks. Kind of a, uh, introduction to using cover crops for uh, soil improvement on your permaculture homestead thanks for joining me we'll talk again next week <music>